0: hi hey man how's it going good how are you good you've been off work all week uh i have yes i'm very sorry it's all right it's all right <laughs> it's all right uh, you are entitled to not be
1: here okay but it, it's a little bit lesser when you're not here how so banter train just a banter train dave's great and all love dave dave's just got a new car he has oh man it's great it's a dad It's. Isn't it? a, a, i'm gonna be a dad i, I i'm in he yeah, you stole your car <laughs> it's sold. <laughs> sold sold yeah to the man with the mondeo mondeo estate in jet
0: black it you could know. be a hearse wow that's more it's it's huge is it massive it's massive yeah i've not seen it because of the aforementioned not being here yeah yeah why weren't it. you here uh, i was doing uh doing something a bit different mm. well not so different playing bass yeah, yeah. I was just playing. Uh, I was cajon. Get got sore cajons. Oh, sore cajons. <laughs> <laughs> did you enjoy that? Uh, no. Yes, she did. I, I loved it. Um, no, I was uh, playing uh, drums for a musical. Oh. Oh yes. Um, well, I say musical. It was like a, a musical theatre showcase. Right. Um, so I can go into talking about a little bit about what that was all about, yeah, if you so, wish. Oh, well, yeah. I mean what did that what did you showcase okay so basically how it worked with this particular showcase was i got contacted by um a man by the name of alan curry and um, he is the uh part of the performing arts uh, musical theater course at new college lanarkshire in scotland um so he contacted me because they needed a drummer to perform in a musical theater showcase so that basically meant um learning Essentially, a musical's worth of songs, so like let's say about 10 or 11 songs, but all from different musicals. So it right. was like music, there was songs from like the Beetlejuice musical, there was like a song from Jesus Christ Superstar, there was a song from Hamilton. Um, basically, and just learn those songs because each one of those songs um, represented a student who was going to perform it in front of casting directors, agents. And it's basically it was for the the ba um honors students uh-huh. so this is what they're going to move on to go and do once right. they graduate and um, which when i think about it and it wasn't until i was talking to a uh, jamie jamie mcgrory earlier right. on yeah, yeah. that i <coughs> realized that it was like oh man that's quite a lot of pressure for the band because we yeah, really yeah. think about this the psychological element of that if one of us had made a catastrophic mistake that could ruin effectively their career before it's even started yeah man you know. i've done it as well yeah it's, it's a, it can be a bit of a roast sometimes. yeah i did
1: it in london you did it in london yeah i, I, I went down to london um for the it was master students that were doing it oh wow um was it master? no sorry oh no it was master students that were doing it yeah
0: yeah <coughs> and so what did you <coughs> excuse me did you have to were you like sight reading everything on the day or, uh or did you get well rehearsals? no
1: we, we had done it in glasgow as well
0: Right, oh, so it was just, it was like... So the
1: way that it was, um, when I'd, I'd actually left college, I'd gone back to do it, and they did Glasgow as their kind of showcase for their family and friends. Right, okay. The end of year yeah. showcase. Yeah. And then they go to London to do it. And do it again. Uh, so that casting directors are at home. <coughs> Because that whole scene's in London, it?
0: Really? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, Sorry,
1: we've just eaten, so we're we're full of dominoes which is why we keep clearing our throats.
0: Yeah, you'll have probably seen this on the stories at one point and thought, "What? Oh, did you guys it? Um, I did. Well, I haven't yet, but by the time this comes out, I have, and okay. it won't be there anymore. So, um, relevant. Uh, um, so, <coughs> yeah,
1: the, the, it was done in Glasgow first, day or two rehearsals,
0: yeah, and then, and then in.
1: two shows, and then train down to London. Same over again. two days, actually.
0: Oh, yeah. So oh, so you stopped
1: halfway? No, no, no. We we went down on one day, got into the theatre and rehearsed. Right. And then the next and day... And then the next day was the yeah. thing. Yeah. But they did scenes as well, I don't know if you got. You yeah, we had we, scenes as well, right, oh, yeah. Cool. So
0: they did, like, how... The one that I just performed at was, they'd add two group numbers, one at the very start and one at yes. the very end. Yes, I
1: remember that well, yeah.
0: And then in between that... Or after the group numbers, there would be, like, one or two acting scenes, and then it would be... Like two or three songs, yeah, and then another two and three acting scenes. So it yeah. split up that kind of way, yeah. Um, up until they ended with another group number.
1: Did were the cast lucky enough that the group numbers had been numbers that they had performed in shows? Uh,
0: I don't think they'd performed the numbers in shows before because right. they chose they chose one one of the, the last song, the last group number they did was from a musical called Rent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like finale B or something <laughs> like that so um, that was just like I think th- the, the college the <laughs> <laughs> um, they'd um, I think the college had done Rent as a musical before so I think they did experience with mm-hmm. that but the opening song was because um, you know we were talking to Dave Stewart a couple yes, weeks back and today, today actually he he was today, today. In. Um, the opening number was from speaking to Dave I learned this this was the opening song from the second act of right. everybody's talking about uh, and you it's like So, yeah,
1: there's no chance of performing that. No, action. no show.
0: Sure. And, you know, it's funny, actually. I can say that now because it's happened. Um, but um, on the day of the performance, which for me was yesterday, but for you guys, it'll have been a few days ago. Uh-huh. Um, we, the band, as you know, like, if it's in a theatre situation, you, it's very much treated the same as, like, a musical. Because you're basically performing a musical within a space of an hour. Yeah. Essentially. Like, obviously... But what's difficult about it is because it's songs from different musicals like you're all over the place the way i summarized it to someone earlier on was imagine it's like you go out for a walk then you need to sprint yeah you're gonna go for a light jog and then a walk again yeah that's kind of a sprint cool. yeah, yeah and then a jog a sprint kind of like you're all over the place yeah yeah Um, there's no consistency to it which is great because it keeps you on your toes but it's also quite hard because you have to you there's no leaving that page or like I, I was thankful we were set up almost in a line. So I was over if you're looking at the stage, I was over at the left hand side, but to my left I could see the MD and the bass player. Um so I was basically my eyes were on my music and then looking over at Alan for cues mm-hmm. and things. Um but anyway the band as soon as the, the showcase starts, the kind of overall course director says hello to the audience and explains to them the format of it because there was a musical theatre acting showcase and then there was an acting, just straight right. up acting showcase, straight after it. So he was like, oh, good afternoon and or good evening, um, this is the musical theatre performance you're seeing. Um, after this performance there'll be a 15 minute intermission and it's the acting performance. Uh-huh. And I was like, cool. So what had happened in rehearsals, because he even rehearsed that, like what I learned about a lot of it is that like everything's pretty much rehearse so everybody knows on opening night or whatever what's going on yeah and what to look out for. So <coughs> after a rehearsal what was supposed to happen was the house lights were go out and I get a point from Alan because the opening group number hat just starts with hi hats. Right. So I start the song basically right. set the tempo and everything. Um but on the first performance um the course director was like okay thank you and enjoy the show and he left the stage, but the light was still on. Oh. So, it basically resulted in a room of 30 people just looking at three musicians as if, like, Magic. do something great. So, but then what, to, to make matters kind of more confusing, Alan looked up at the sound desk, which was at the top of, obviously, all the, um, the audience, so they couldn't see them, and the sound guy was frantically waving his arms. Right. So, Alan took that as a cue of either, like, the light's not working, just go. What was actually w- going on was they changed the cue for the band without telling the band. Oh man! Right, which was not ideal. No. Um. So Alan took that as a cue. He pointed to me. I started the song. Uh huh. And if for anyone who listens to this, who's like into like musical theatre and things like, if you've ever seen everybody's talking about Jamie and the title song, everybody's talking about Jamie, it starts with like four bars of the hi hat. Oh, sorry, two bars of the hi And it basically vamps around that until the cast comes in. Right. How it's written is probably about eight bars worth of vamp.
1: Yeah, just, they'll, they'll write safety.
0: Yeah, basically, yeah. And
1: what that means is that you stay in those eight bars and the MD will cue you out.
0: Yeah. And it usually, like, so it'll start, like, do 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 that's yeah. the cast come in, but apparently a couple of the cast members were still getting their microphones adjusted. Oh, man. And so they hear the opening number and, like, apparently, after speaking to them after, it was fine, it went fine, but, like, it obviously started off their showcase already on a bad note. Oh, dude, that's that's rotten. Because they all kind of, like, they heard, oh, there's the opening song. Oh, there's the opening song. Oh, no. And, like, how the, the scene starts anyway is they all frantically run on stage. Uh-huh. And it, but it's still, like you can tell it's like rehearsed, it's a rehearsed frantic, yeah. this, but then the opening scene, I suppose it was more believable because it was genuine panic yeah. of like everyone running <laughs> in at, at the wrong time, um, and what it resulted was because, you need to think about it from their perspective, this is their chance to get an agent or a, sh- a casting director's yeah, attention and totally, that. a gig. And, um, and one of the girls came in at the wrong point of oh, the line, oh, so awesome. it meant that everybody in the band, thankfully we were all in tune enough to know that there was a problem and that we all more or less had to jump ahead of bar yeah. to get them all back in sync yeah. but I think from their perspective and from our perspective as well it kind of threw the band a little bit and it threw the cast and I think it overall that hour it was just like there was over the, overarching and over everyone yeah yeah I've like, totally man that's your do you done I
1: mean? you just and you're on the stage right we're on the stage so with, with them Yeah, th- this isn't like being on a stage with your band yeah you can't let your face know yeah because if you let your face know, the room knows. Yeah. Because they're watching for these things. Yeah. So and you have to just carry on regardless. It's really weird, scale, yeah, eh? It's
0: really, really bizarre. The
1: the great thing about it is you're you're not the fall guy. Yeah. So you can kind of wash your hands of it, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. So because yeah. the MD will get it. Yeah. Or the whoever changed the queue.
0: Yeah. So what had apparently happened was um, we were told that the light was supposed to go off, but like no one had told. Um, or no one had informed us that like they were going to be fixing microphones or anything like that. So, like, he, as anyone would, he just saw a sound engineer frantically leaving and took that as, what are you doing? Why are you not starting? Just go. So, you know? why on earth did they let the, the, the guy introduce it? Oh, no, like, they let, but, like, it's quite hard to explain. So, they were more or less outside in the wings, ready to go. Uh-huh. And obviously they heard that. And then one of them just must have said, oh, I've got a problem with my microphone and the guy who cues the lights was also like he was like the in-house techie. Uh-huh. Um, so he or in-house technician, sorry. Um and so he like had to go and sort that problem with the microphone because obviously it would feedback and everything because it's like different microphones they obviously use it's not like an SM57. Yeah, no, they're know, like, like
1: they're, they're really sensitive super like um they like little tiny
0: ones that are kind of taped to their face and all that basically yeah. yeah or like like they come up through their hair and yeah. sometimes taped to their forehead that yeah. kind of thing. Um, they're super sensitive mics, so if anything were to go wrong, like the feedback, and because we were all on in ears as well, the feedback would have been horrific if it we yeah. went wrong. So I see it from their perspective, but they were just like, "Oh, like I mean, it, it wasn't." I'm probably making it sound like a much bigger deal than what it actually was, you know. Well, but it, it definitely threw everybody at first. Yeah, it's a know.
1: big deal to them. Yeah, as a drummer, it's a different thing, you know. Um, but your job in that, your job is actually to support the cast. It's not about course, you, yeah. so. Yeah, it's all effective. Yeah. <coughs> not everybody is affected by it. Yeah. It's so a I, shame.
0: Think I, I It was a shame for that first performance, but obviously after we'd worked, like, the kinks and all that, were worked out. Yeah. It's every... Like, it was the, the the last performance of the day was the best one because everybody knew what was going on uh-huh. and, and you could tell that the cast had relaxed a bit more as well right. because even though it was still for agents, like, they'd now done it. Yeah. So yeah. they knew what to expect. Sure. Um, because the night before the... Oh, this is really in my brain this is hard to explain but it probably sounds super simple but on the wednesday which was the day before the casting directors and agents came in Uh it was like family and friends and all that yeah yeah right so obviously all the acting scenes all the jokes were landing and they were just killing yeah all the songs were hitting the right beats with the audience and everything and obviously that built up everybody's confidence yeah and then as soon as agents are in the room like you do a scene that killed last night and just yeah <laughs> silence you know like yeah. radio silence completely Um i think that threw them a bit as well because just because they just they weren't sure what to expect and yeah. as a band as well you kind of dave stewart even talked about this like you're kind of a rolling circus when you're with a musical especially if it's touring but mm-hmm. even in like local situations you all, you're basically in each other's pockets Oh, well, big time big time so like you get it you, you get like you almost like if you've been speaking to a cast member backstage and like you get on quite well with them and you see something not work for them uh-huh. like you do feel a bit like oh man that's rotten yeah you know? oh, for,
1: uh, yeah totally i get it
0: and it's as weird as a musician as well because i got sent obviously all these songs so i got contacted about this probably started december kind of time mm-hmm. roughly and um, sent across all the songs to kind of get a heads up and it's crazy because especially in the theater world like what i learned is that it can be pretty ruthless oh much like uh. the music into like our industry as well and um, because there was a girl who was sounding great, we'd done a Sunday rehearsal, she sounded awesome. Monday rehearsal sounded great, Tuesday tech rehearsal sounded great. The Wednesday, i.e. the day of the very first show in front of family and friends, you could hear in her voice, (coughs) because again those microphones are so sensitive they pick up everything, you could hear in her voice that as soon as she went to hit, like, what would even be not even halfway through her vocal range, she was starting to croak. And what it turned out to happen was she got laryngitis. Oh man! So she could, she wasn't feeling any pain, but as soon as she tried to move yeah. her vocal cords, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> she her song got cut. Which, from a musician's perspective, it's like you've spent six weeks learning a song that could you could quite easily just not even play. Oh yeah, man! Know? I have yeah. Um, I,
1: there's just nothing you can do.
0: Oh, of course, of course, and no. like naturally, people can be quite upset about that. But Back it's time, just yeah. sometimes just. It's a, it's a real kind of like test of your character as well if you can handle that yeah you know? yeah um she got still got to do her acting scenes and all that and she was she was fine but uh-huh. um, but it's not why they're there is it it's not no it's it's really not so it was a little bit of a shame but um i mean so so um did you have
1: to play was it all just drum kit or was there any percussion parts? Because a lot in a lot of musical theatre people end up doubling. Yeah. So what that means is they'll play more than one instrument. So reeds like saxophone players will play like three reeds. They'll yeah. play clarinet. They'll play sax. They'll play maybe two kinds of sax. They'll play tenor yeah. and
0: baritone or tenor and alto or something. I mean, for this music, for this showcase, I think because of the nature of it, these things aren't inherently necessarily about the band. No. And it, even more so. At a showcase because they're there to see the person, mm-hmm. so I think as long as we had the general idea, mm-hmm. everything was fine. Right. Like for because a lot of the songs were ballads anyway, but there was a few <laughs> kind of more rocky songs. Yeah. Um, and then the ballads obviously I was just like cheesy cymbal rolls, like right. occasional swell on the floor tom that kind of thing. But yeah. um, Mark the, Tree, Mark Tree, totally yeah. Um, but for this kit, I would or for this gig, um, the college provided me with the kit. Right. So much like when we went to go and see Alan Dale in the pit. Yeah, he yeah, got yeah. provided with a kit. It's yeah. the same sort of thing here, which was helpful for me and it was helpful for the guys because it was a, a Roland TD-11 that I used. Yeah, I haven't been there. <sighs> See, to be honest, man, it was great. I broke a stick using one. Did you? I did. I can't say I'm surprised, to be honest. Yeah. Like, because they've got, obviously, got the edges uh, and stuff. They're you know? great.
1: There's a, there's that, um,
0: misconception
1: that you need to hit it. or oh, yeah. You end up playing it like you would play an acoustic kit. Yeah. Crazy.
0: And it's like, um, the uh, the sound guy was even telling me like man I can hear you hitting that acoustically over the PA you, like it's an electronic kit like mm. chill out dude. yeah He'd, I got this yeah and it was like you're right because you approach it very differently um, but it was handy for them because it was a small theater anyway having a real kit would just have just been a nightmare yeah because you need to also factor in the fact that they've got hypersensitive vocal microphones mm. as soon as a, a ride symbol goes down that yeah oh totally you isn't. know so
1: was it just bass piano and drums
0: bass piano and drums it was right. a three-piece band super mm-hmm. simple okay. um so and the md was able to cover a lot of it alan's a great musician like uh-huh. he's, he's really great especially at keys um and he was like as the show or as the performances and rehearsals kind of went on we were able to fine tune things just a little bit more yeah he was more the biggest concern for him was that he was more we were all in time with each other mm-hmm you know mm-hmm. so like if there was little pushes in the music we were all doing those pushes at the same time mm-hmm. you know that kind of it wasn't overly precious about sounds per se i think if we were doing like really like old school like proper rock ballads like there was a rock ballad um kit yeah, on, yeah. on the td11 and i think if we were doing stuff like that he'd use that because it'll give the at least the sound sure but for most of it i just made a user-generated kit did you have to play any underscore uh,
1: so when people are talking When there's a scene going on There's sometimes
0: music Yeah yeah No no not for this No right. So it was just It was literally the songs And then there was um, Just separate acting scenes Right um, Would you do it again? I would absolutely do it again yeah. yeah Yeah I think It was really great Purely because As a gig I've not done or I've never done that Before I've never done a showcase before. Have you done a show? I've done a show before right. what show I've, did you do? I've done a few So when I was at college With Alan Because uh-huh. um, he was in musical theatre and what they did was, because I was a student, they got the student in the band because, in their way, the musical theatre see that as, great, we've got a band, the musicians see that as, great, we can oh yeah, we uh, give the students experience. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, So it was great for me. Um, So, musicals that I've done are a musical called Aida. Which, okay. Um, they used, like, music from Elton John. I think Elton John wrote a right. lot of the music for it. Um, A really, really cheesy musical called Slice of Saturday Night. <laughs> Um, that probably tells you more than you need to know mm-hmm. about that musical but it was so much fun um, and then the most recent one i did before this a couple of years ago was a musical called spelling Bee. right Um which was actually a lot of fun as well because in that musical there's a lot of audience participation oh, okay cool so it's like it's basically like a spelling bee as the name suggests so they get like real audience members to try and spell a word but like they'll deliberately give them an impossible word to spell yeah, so yeah. that they get out of the show it's like super like they're in on it but they're not in on it at the same time right. so that was good fun and that band it was just a two piece so it was literally drums and keys wow because it was so not any bass no bass It was any just, track? Uh, no wow so how I was covering drums and percussion on that so mm-hmm. I had set up wise I had my, my kit I had my little Questlove breakbeats um, because it was like literally, we were on stage with the the show, but yeah. it was like again, it was like college fun. So they weren't overly precious about it being like amazing, yeah, in terms of like having like four guitars and all that kind of thing, because it just wasn't room for it, and there probably wasn't budget for it either, which is totally understandable. <laughs> um, but they wanted to do, do at least get the idea. So I had um, a girl called Alison Cleland. I think she's now married. She changed her name. Um, she was playing keys and MD in it Mm -hmm. and then I was obviously drums and percussion as well. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun because I got to use the SPDSX kind of almost as an octopad, Mm -hmm. so like using it for percussive different elements and there was a scene, one of the scenes where it wasn't a song but there was like an underscore Mm -hmm. um, and it was like, they were all spelling words as if it was like a dream sequence and they were all like running around like about four different students within the act running up to the microphone and spelling out a word as quick as he can and then it was going to the next one and the next one and then it would speed up, speed up, speed up, speed up, speed up until one of them got the word wrong. And in the music it was like, like, about, it must have been a six piece band performing this one thing. <laughs> so she was like, yeah, obviously two of us can't do that, so what can we do instead? So I was like, oh well, why don't I kind of make like a, a kind of a mock click trick? Because it's the same idea, it's because it's going to gradually speed up, so how I had it set up." I had two Roland PD8 pads. One with a high, um, like cowbell kind of thing, Uh or it might have been actually been a woodblock um, or something. uh, Yeah, Yeah. woodblock. Uh, One is a high woodblock. One is a low woodblock. So I would follow her hand. She would cue me, and I would just start going da 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 da. da." Oh, cool. And then, as she tells me to speed up, I'll just go because it it's meant yeah. to get to the point where it's just, just sounds ridiculous uh, until yeah. someone gets a word wrong, and then you stop, because um, then that's them, they're route kind of thing. Um, so that was a lot of fun because you get you learn like especially when you've got such a condensed band, you need to condense everything. You need to like make things just make uh, things uh, work. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun, and like in that there was loads of like animal noises as well. <laughs> um, in fact, during that show, like someone reminded me about it yesterday. Um, during that show there's a line where one of the actors says something about a dog barking <coughs> and i hit the wrong animal sample <laughs> <laughs> it's like something like a dog barks and you just hear <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> and it's like like very obvious that it's me that's made a mess of it and i'm just like just hiding uh, oh something. no Amazing. um i would i love doing the musical theater stuff i think it's really good fun i don't think i would be able to do it all the time But I think once in a while it's really good for
1: Yeah, I did a bunch of it as well. Um, I did... I've got varied experience in it. I did two shows while I was at college. I did Little Shop of Horrors, which was amazing fun, Mm -hmm. on a DTX 700, and a really tiny pit with, like, one, two keyboards, bass, guitar, two horns, Mm -hmm. mental, Uh, and then I did Legally Blonde,
0: oh that must have been great fun it was amazing fun because yeah. that's
1: an amazing play yeah it opens with the drums big fell in and all that uh, so i played that on a, a acoustic kit mm-hmm. um and that had three keyboards uh two horns bass guitar and a percussionist yeah um and it was a really modern show yeah um that taught me really weird things like because it was all reading mm-hmm. um and we had like two band calls uh, a direct, a tech, to, to a tech oh, oh I a tech de- rehearsal, some dress rehearsals, and then a week of shows. Um, it taught me to read the score before you get to play it because there was one song in particular where, in the middle of the tune, there's a whistle blow mm-hmm. that was in my pad and not the percussion pad, but it was so fast that I didn't have time to put the sticks down, grab the whistle, blow it, and switch back. Mm-hmm. So I learned, because I missed it on the first band call I learned the hard way that I had to sit with a whistle in my mouth for two and a half minutes Until that one bit Until that one blow, so I, it was, the whistle was on a string round my neck Yeah um, And the drums were So you had to play that opening fill and all that as well with the whistle? In your oh mouth? no, that was in a different number Oh, a different number, But okay. uh, yeah, yeah. The, I mean it was, like, it was like a two and a half minute number Three. I mean the, I, think this, the, I think that particular song was about ten minutes long So it might have been oh, slightly long. It was a huge ensemble number yeah. Right in the middle of the first act and um, yeah, because um, the whistle blow led into uh, it was gone from like a funk, uh, groove thing, and then I blow this whistle, and the girl says, "Can I approach?" It's like, uh, "Can yeah. I approach the bench?" And it became a samba number to get 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 to get like from there. So I had to blow this whistle, but the it was the drums were in a box, so they built me a box like mm-hmm. and with a with a screen in front of it and blacked out curtains, and the mics were super sensitive, super hot, much like yours yeah. were. So if I dropped this anywhere, the mics would pick it up. Yeah. So it had to hit me. It had to hit I had to be around my neck so yeah. I could blow it. But it was like cracking those old drummer jokes about drummers drooling out the side of their mouth because <laughs> you had to keep this in your mouth. But I also had a really bad cough. Oh no. So I was ch- I was devouring Jakeman's sweets. Yeah. So I had a Jakman's in one side of my mouth, a whistle, a whistle in the middle of my mouth, trying not to drool Playing this r- roast of a tune for one blow about three minutes in. Wow. Um but yeah, it really teaches you about getting your stuff together really quickly and being supportive. Yeah. Um we had a really interesting thing where the lead have you seen you know the film Legally Bond? Yeah, yeah. Elle yeah. Woods, the girl who played Elle Um, and this happens a lot, was uh, doubled. So that so like, an understudy no, that. no 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 oh. the role was shared. Oh, okay. So one right. night it was one girl. The next night it was another girl. One night, it was the, so it, yeah. they were one on one off. So if there was a matinee, it was never the same girl twice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it yeah. was really weird because they played it wildly differently. Mm-hmm. Like man, like so it made you play the songs they sung. Y- you definitely. kind of had to not, but it, you know the the way they sung it, and if they sung yeah. it behind the beat or in front of the beat, Or if they were right, if they were belting, if they weren't belting, that kind of thing was mm-hmm. was. Uh, it was really intriguing to, to be to to see that. Yeah, um, you've just kind of got to do what the MD does. But the MD is a good pal of mine. Actually, I haven't seen him for a while because he's back in London. Um, so we had a really great relationship. But he would, it would, it was like the first few numbers. He, he kept stopping the band. He's like Chris, why are you ahead of me? Like every time we start a song, every time I th- I, I bring in one. Mm-hmm you're ahead of the whole band what the hell's going on and oh. it turned out that the way he threw his arm down mm-hmm. to give one his one was actually on the way back up oh so one. like yeah so yeah. it's almost like if you can imagine writing, writing a j in the air right one so yeah. but the beat one is at the top of the curve of the j right instead of being where the bottom of the curve would be like yeah. so down yeah so i was coming in on the downbeat, down when he
0: actually meant it to be on the slight upbeat. I mean, that's quite hard though, because I think anyone in your position would have thought the exact same.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. And we had a laugh about it, and we and we joked, and we could joke it out because we were friends. Yeah. Like the rest of the like, we were slagging each other and stuff, and the rest of the ensemble were kind of looking at us like, is this alright? And he's all like, right? look, we are really good pals. It's fine. Yeah. He was external. He was an external. He wasn't part of the college. He came in from outside. Right. So okay. Right. He could get away with it, you know. Yeah. Um, speaking to me that way because he didn't really treat me as a student at the time yeah of course so but once we got that it was in it was fine um but yeah i loved it i really loved both of those shows i don't know how well i would do with touring i think touring would be the hard one yeah
0: touring would really be hard um Um, i think think you you have to have a band that you get on with really well yeah well i guess to relate it to like kind of commercial kind of music it would be the same is that? Like, well, yeah, still but you share a bus with these guys. I uh, uh, totally,
1: man. But the, the difference is that this has usually been fixed by someone. So you haven't picked who you're playing with. If you're in a band, yeah. or you're you're getting the depths yourself or whatever, you're kind of choosing who mm-hmm. sits in the seat, mm-hmm. you know. But if it's if you've been thrown together with people that you don't know or haven't worked with before, and there's personality clashes, and the next thing you know, you've got to spend eighteen months every day together. Yeah, that's hard. Away from it? home and. All that stuff but the other experience I have of it which I loved um, I did this for five years once a year at the Edinburgh Festival mm-hmm. it was a company called baby wants candy which was a completely improvised musical oh that's class it was amazing um so it's not a new concept but they are probably the best at it and mm-hmm. uh, they, they come from America. And the idea is that they get a title. They're going to perform a musical that's never been performed before. So they get the audience to scream a title out, and they pick a title. They just pick the, whoever's picking the show picks the one they hear the most, the loudest, and then they, they, that's the title, and we go. Yeah. So like we played one called Kanye West Side Story, <laughs> <laughs> and the that's ca- class. The cast turned it into a love. Uh, a, a love story between Kanye West And Taylor Swift Because it was just at the time Kanye had She had invaded the Grammy stage Because yeah, Taylor won a Grammy That's right And we, we, we made it a country and western musical Instead of a hip hop musical and all that oh, So brilliant. it was amazing um, So things like that You know um, And what would happen is They would get the title And the MD would just call a style A key And start playing mm-hmm. And you just had to go Yeah That was it You know And um, so who, like, we it, we just didn't know What it was going to be called, we didn't know what we were going to get He might just look at me and go, like, metal So I would just have to play, like, yeah. A, another metal beat, you yeah. know and So having, having, like, an understanding of styles and and I mean it didn't have to be super technical man it was like it just generally as, long as you got the idea yeah. play yeah. a another kind of metal beat or something like yeah. I'm playing with rods and stuff cuz we the band were on the stage it was a really tiny it was actually in a lecture theater in um Edinburgh for the festival mm-hmm. um you know the show has a 15 minute turnaround from the the show that was on before it yeah. so that band have to get whatever that show is has to get off the stage and we have to get on the stage my drums are under the stage so you yeah. you're trying to you know do it like that the uh the um the show that was on, what I remember one year the show that was on before, <coughs> excuse me, was two guys playing Tubular Bells, it was called Tubular Bells for Two and they performed the entire Tubular Bells album on their own, what? it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life, Wow! but they had like Tubular Bells on the stage, Yeah. so they had like a kit, luckily we managed to hook it up so we kit shared, so the yeah. kit didn't have to move, mm-hmm. it just had to kind of shuffle a little. Yeah but they had to get basically all the instrumentation for tubular bells off of the stage whilst we got a band on the stage so uh-huh. you know and the boys were obviously using their gear or their amps yeah. all that stuff we had to get monitors in place where they had been marked and all that stuff so that was wild that taught me about like quick turnaround times and just being cool like just don't be the guy that's in everybody's road man yeah
0: and also like i if 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 you're trying to say, like, because we all do the same thing if we're playing, like, a like a gig in a club and, like, the sound guy, like, helps us set up the microphones and all that, like, I'm mean, instinctively, like, like, do you want any help, man? Yeah. It's just, like, like we just do it, it's in our nature, but, like, those guys are, like, no. Yeah. Like, it, it, it will slow me down if you get in my way, totally. kind of thing. You know what I mean? Totally. And You think, like, it's, like, this doesn't feel right, I shouldn't be helping him, or yeah. I should be helping him, but, like, you're just going to get in their way and it's just going to uh, make things worse. You longer. know, it's
1: things like, when he tells you to stop playing, stop playing. Yeah. Like if you sound check the drums Right drums are done, guitar Shut up Yeah, Don't speak Don't say a word Don't play yeah. Don't fart about Don't adjust your stool mm-hmm. You know you, you, You're you in for the night Sorry yep. You know if, if the hi-hat pedal's slightly uncomfortable to I mean Aye. you Because you, then you can't do it during a scene No Because you can't make any noise Just deal with it Yeah It taught me how to not be precious about What I'm playing Yeah You know like just get it, just deal with it. Just and we would play like twenty minute house jams while they were bringing the audience in. So they were trying to get like three hundred people, four hundred people into this theatre. Yeah. And we were just jamming. Yeah. Like the guy the MD would just pick something and we would just sit on that for twenty minutes. The guys the the shop came to see it one night, they totally surprised me one night and came, oh, no everybody way. came to see it. Um so and but the MD would do things like just in the middle of the jam, just point at me and be like solo. Pull all that yeah, stuff just, out Just yeah. do it yeah. I mean, Lots of fun you know You have no idea what you're going to play You have no idea how it's going to go You know it, I've been like You know people have been trying to take my clothes off me on stage Because that's where the plot of the show went And Seriously? I, what? Mate, just I, yeah, wild? Yeah all, all sorts of crazy bonkers stuff That like, sounds brilliant It was brilliant yeah. um, Unfortunately it became a little too um, It wasn't financially viable Yeah you know, the, these guys are always on a budget, and the, if I lived in Edinburgh, then the gig fee would have been maybe okay. But yeah, um, it it just you know I had to in the end just kind of Not part it ways. Aye, yeah. and it, it was a bit sad, you know, because they were brilliant. But I did it for like five solid years. Yeah, Um but it was rad. Um That sounds awesome. It, I, I think I would love to do that. that it was great, fun. man. It was really like I remember when, like ended up playing like a like a Calypso Caribbean thing one night, like just. Cranking my snare drum up to make it sound, try and sound like a steel drum and, yeah. th- th- you know, take the snares off and just wild stuff. Like, yeah. always had a Mark Tree, you know, Somewhere. scene change. Mark Tree. Yeah, of course. Mark Tree are chimes. That's what the musical theatre call chimes for yeah. people that don't know. Uh, cowbells and wood blocks and mm-hmm. you know one ride one crash hats yeah you know all that kind of crazy
0: stuff. Oh, did when I was doing the Aida musical, this was the first musical I'd ever did and right. I wasn't playing ever did ever done. Um, sorry, grammar correcting myself here. The guys always got on at me with my spelling in here and you guys <laughs> probably notice it in videos as well. So yeah, I know he's he's working on it. I'm I'm, I'm getting I'm dealing with it. Um, but uh, I was playing percussion for this musical. Oh i wasn't playing drums i was playing percussion hand percussion or tune percussion like hand percussion right like so congas bongos yeah i sat the whole show i sat with a djembe between my legs oh dear which it was a big djembe Uh which in some instances might sound quite erotic (laughs) christopher but i can assure you it was not no um but i had like um the like if you look at the percussion score for this musical Aida is massive, right? Right. But bear in mind, it's a college doing it. Yeah. It's like okay, let's scale this back. What percussion have you got? Yeah. Aye. <laughs> okay, let's use that. Aye. Um, because but it was so funny because there was a guy I'm not going to name him probably for legal reasons because he's he was a bit of a a maniac but he was a lovable maniac. Um. He um he was the, the college techie right. at the time. Okay. Um and I remember like he would hang out with a band. Like but what I've now learned about this college techie is that he wasn't like ever trained to be a techie. He was right. actually a chef. Wow. And he, he just blagged his way into being a, a college techie. Wow. So like that's to give you an idea of like the um the professionalism here. Aye. Right. Anyway. That dude was high a lot, wasn't he? Like, i have I've I've never seen him not high, put yeah. it like that, um, and other things, hence yeah. why I can't name him for legal reasons. Um, so, um, I remember overhearing him on the phone one time because he read the percussion thing as well and, like, the MD just, like, offhand said, like, let's try and get as much of this percussion as possible, <laughs> right, before he then realises, oh, well, actually, wait a minute, let's just work with what we've got. Um, so I overheard him on the phone to a hire company trying to hire a timpani, <laughs> like wow. But it wasn't. It was like, excuse me, I I'm if you can help me. I'm looking for one of the timpanis. Oh no. Right. Like, oh god. Right. And then he read uh, Mark Tree, which I then found out was key chimes. I was like, oh Alan, I've not got a key chime. <laughs> and the techie, I'll call him the techie. Goes, like, ah, sorry, wee man i'll make you one <laughs> but he thought keychain was literally like actual you know how like keys you get cut for your house oh like he thought it was that just a different sized keys like, i mean that's i mean like to be fair right aye, i mean that's out the box that that's uh, like i mean did you use them oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> funny how they all sounded the same yeah man um, yeah he was mental He's the kind of guy like he was. He would banter with the cast, right? By like they would have like Alan has a big, huge keyboard flight case, and um, like there was one of the cast members in this particular year who was like just like quite small, and he was like, ah, "I bet you could fit in that," and she was um. like, oh, "Okay," and so she kind of like lies in it, and then next thing he shoves her in it and puts the lid down, <laughs> locks it, and starts spinning it. <laughs> 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 this poor girl, man. she's sick at it. She comes out and she's just like shaking, and he's <laughs> like, ah, ha, ha. that's a good laugh, innit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, or no. He now works in Australia. Right. Um, well, I've probably said too much now. Anyway, um, was funny, But that musical was great because um, yeah. it was all percussion. Aye.
1: Uh, it's just great for your styles, really. Yeah. I think that's the thing that's a wee bit lost now when people are learning to play drums. Mm-hmm. They don't learn to play like a bossa nova yeah like so that like uh, little shop of horrors goes through like doo wop and then like p funk man like there's a f- <laughs> do you know what little shop of horrors is about
0: i do kind of yeah it's like
1: that giant alien plant that eats people yeah yeah uh, called audrey audrey too <laughs> um and you see there's a there's a song a really famous song called feed me mm-hmm. um and it's just like just amazing funk yeah so you've gone from like 50s do what playing like 12 get, get to mm. like like straight up it. funk yeah yeah, yeah. Tower of power like just laying it down and then yeah. you play a rock tune and then there's really orchestral tunes it's like it's mm-hmm. great for all sorts of things great for your reading yeah. learning to read a bar of three two instead of a bar of six four it's like oh wow that's a roast yeah
0: instead of like you know things like that um we talk about this you and me sometimes in the shop about like sight reading, guys. Because like, I guess it's good that we've now got a podcast, cause we can like have these conversations recorded. But yeah, um, cause if anyone doesn't know, me and Cas would probably have be having these conversations probably, anyway, yeah, like just yep. not recorded, um, and probably have done. Um, yeah, I think so. But we've um we've often discussed the fact about sight reading and like it's really important. But or it's good to learn how to do it. But it's one of those things that if you don't do it frequently. You almost forget how to do
1: it Oh big time I've, I've talk, I'm going to do another show um, Segway um, <laughs> And I've just been given the score I'm going to do Oliver There's an Amdram thing in February um, Depping for someone And I've already started reading through And I'm like I'm glad I'm not sight reading this mm-hmm. um, Because there's Firstly there's Tune percussion parts in it That thankfully I don't have to play um, But it's all over the place Like yeah. in terms of like You know y- You're You've got a bar, and then you're playing some jam blocks, and then you're playing a triangle, and then you because it's a bit, it's, it's, a, it's an old school musical, Oliver. It's like almost Rogers and Hammerstein esque. I don't know if they, they maybe did write it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all like double it's all percussion and drums. There's hardly any drum kit, it's all like snare drum and bass drum, uh um, yeah. polka stuff, doom-tick, 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 all that. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm glad I don't have to sight read it. Mm-hmm. I, I also wouldn't like, I just think that's really. That's an amazing skill. Like that's next level stuff. If you can just read something, yeah, like, like on the fly. if you've got an emergency depth like Alan Dale. Will talk about we'll get him to talk about this because he when he moved to London, he was depping on eleven shows at once or something crazy. Because he can that's read, wild. He can read, basically read like batshit on the wall, man. The guy can read anything. Yeah. Um, so like, there's all if your your part's not marked up or something. There's lots mm-hmm. of surprises on that. I've heard those. Uh, horror stories of guys getting into depth And the drummer who's been on it Hasn't marked up the part with any cues or anything So mm-hmm. the drummer's like Basically guessing mm-hmm. um, Which if people are paying like A hundred quid a ticket In the West End in London That's not really that great No
0: it's not You, you know? expect everything to be top dollar like.
1: Well yeah Because I, I think the, And Alan and I have discussed this at length Is that Whilst you might be on show 300 It's the first time somebody in the front row seen it
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, big time. So yeah, you, you still can't phone it in. No, like, you
1: really can't. And I've sat in pits where guys have. Yeah. You know, I've seen some some interesting stuff, you know, being in the pit and just casually observing. Yeah. I'm not slagging it off because I'm not on that side of it. I haven't mm-hmm. done
0: 16 months of touring the same show, yeah, you know, playing so. the sa- literally the same thing yeah. every night. Because it's, I know some mus- wedding musicians talk about like, oh, every weekend I'm playing the same songs. But, there's all it they're never really the same. No. Because you you might be playing the same melodies and the same beats, but they'll be in something inherently different, whether oh, you're the, playing it faster. Why, yeah. Or like you're throwing a different fill or all that kind of thing. Yeah. But like the musical theatre thing, you are literally playing the same thing note for note yep. every night. It could and nine times out of Sometimes 10 Sometimes twice in a day. It's
1: clicked. Yep. Because of the dance numbers you know so the dancers have to be in time you can't change you can't push you can't pull yeah none of that stuff so yeah it's literally verbatim yeah um so yeah i think that would be a challenge i think you know and i i wouldn't like to have to use a sight reading skill to do that regularly
0: that would be quite scary i think sometimes like if i'm lying awake at night and i can't sleep i think of like what would be the most scary scenario i could be in as a musician. And I think getting asked to dip on a West End show that was mid, like, mid-run would be terrifying. I think- With no rehearsal. I,
1: I, I don't disagree with you, but I think it would all depend on the show. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. because there will be stuff in your wheelhouse. Yeah. So, if you had to dip on, let me see, you know, if you had to- i don't know everybody's talking about jamie but from yeah. what i understand it's a bit groove orientated so that yeah. might be a little easier for you than if you were to dip on rent yeah i don't or, know or wicked or oh yeah, yeah yeah wicked's a great example because that's mental yeah um and i've I've sat in a pit mm-hmm. for wicked that really is mental but then if you were to dip on the bodyguard you might yeah. be all right yeah you know because a lot of those songs you know or I've I'm every woman yeah, and all that, yeah. You like know, um I will always love you, um, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You've you'll have heard those tunes in your yeah. life, maybe even played them in your life. Probably. Yeah. Um so it wouldn't be so bad, you know, like mm-hmm. um you know, Adam's family or something would be mental, but mm-hmm. then Shrek might not be, you know, it just yeah. I guess it would really depend on the show for mm-hmm. me. Um I just wouldn't don't think I would just I wouldn't put myself in that position. Yeah. Um it would have to be like super like There's no one else mm-hmm. Like Everybody will die if you don't dip this yeah. shit <laughs> You know what I mean like yeah. um, But then I also think that if you've got enough experience Playing music You can kind of use that to your exa- to, your, to your Advantage mm-hmm. Like you don't have to necessarily Always well you do have to read it <coughs> But <coughs> You can get the gist Of it yeah. You know, if it's like if it says funk and it's like a hundred and ten beats a minute and the mm-hmm. click comes on, you kinda know what that's gonna be like. Yeah. You know, and you know not to play all the notes. Mm-hmm. You know, just play it really super simple and let yourself get through it. It's kinda like driving somewhere new.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't do anything crazy like. Well you know f- how to drive. Yeah.
1: It's just you haven't driven that road.
0: Okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you kind sense. of
1: physically know how to play the instrument and you know you you probably have a rough idea of how to play all the beats. Mm-hmm just don't play them crazy yeah you know don't decide to play them left handed or something I just throw, you know an, me, throw you know in that fill that you've Aye, never it, done before it's kind of like yeah. you've, you've dipped with other bands that you have never played with before and you've probably dipped and they've probably pulled out tunes you've never heard before mm-hmm. and you're like right just count it
0: off yeah I'll get there yeah you know just watch somebody for the starts and stops basically yeah see with the musical theatre thing do you uh-huh. think you would ever go down the route of a cruise ship nah nah, nah. do you nah. Want to do that no thanks no thanks nah no. Nah. I I wouldn't want to be away
1: from home. Yeah, you know I would have to be in a very very different place in my life, and even at that, I think that would be really dull, man. You think so? Yeah. Well, you just live in a two foot, well, a six a foot f- by twelve foot box or something. Yeah. You know, um, you got to use the the staff entrances. You can't. You know what I mean? It's mm. all a bit like upstairs downstairs. Yeah. But Downton Abbey, where the
0: self the, the the servants Seven are quarters. Ah, you know. Yeah. Um. What was interesting the reason I brought that up is because um what Alan was saying to me over the past couple of days was that a lot of the musical theatre guys are like try and get into the West End and things like that and then they'll get offered a cruise ship contract and then some of these guys you'll just never see again because mm. they're just always on and off ships. And it's a bit like that for musicians as well. Like sometimes doing a cruise gig is like great. I've got paid work for the next eighteen months or whatever, but then they come back and they've got Like nothing Well I do know folk That have done it And
1: literally when they came home Couldn't get arrested Yeah Like no work Yeah They've gone off off Offshore for six months Mm -hmm. Come back And they can't get a gig You know So But then I do I know a, a, a guy who Went and did it And it paid for his third year at college Well yeah Like he was just and he came back and he was grand, you know. So, yeah. um, I think it depends on. All, there's a whole load of factors, but it, it's not for me, man.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's of, Nah, I enough. I thought about doing it a few years ago because um, I thought that would be quite cool. It's a chance to kind of see the world a little bit, mm-hmm. and that kind of side of it. Um, but then you're right. One of my friends who I'm now playing a band with um, was I don't even know if I can tell a story, but I'm going to tell it anyway because I think it's funny. Um, he got uh, sacked from a cruise ship, oh wow, from a sack From a cruise ship gig Um the first because he, apparently it's like it's, I suppose it's a bit like everywhere else, you get like warnings and things like that, yeah Um mm. but I think what had happened was the MD on that particular run like, something like said like oh, we're, we, we don't have a rehearsal and so he was like alright, okay, and so he like, either he didn't go to rehearsal or there was a rehearsal, and he just, like, I can't remember what happened, basically. But anyway, he more or less had an argument with the MD, and the MD was like, like, don't have an argument with me, like, wh- why are you doing that, kind of thing. And then he, more, well, I mean, in his d- defence, he probably shouldn't have said it, but he told him, basically, F off, uh-huh. and then he was like, that get out, kind well, of thing, so, yeah.
1: That'll be that. So, that, all that hard work is just done because you're a bit mental
0: oh well i mean i think he was more like him and the md you know that way sometimes you just meet someone and you just lock ah. horns a little bit
1: yeah well that's it you know that's one of the reasons i guess i wouldn't want to be stuck in a ship
0: with them. well yeah exactly because you don't know kind of what you're getting into no much like to take it back kind of full circle why you wouldn't want to really go on a tour because the company have picked the band yeah totally not, but you
1: know. like it's even more um he- not heated what's the word concentrated on a ship imagine you get sick
0: oh that's it it's like there's
1: nowhere to go yeah you know you get off the boat once every five six days maybe mm-hmm. if they dock depending on where they're going yeah like man i don't do well sick at home so ah uh, yeah sick
0: at sea and a big yeah sardine can yeah
1: yeah just no thanks man yeah you know um not got the constitution for it not not banging anybody that wants to do it man folk yeah you know yeah is you can make a great living doing it you can it takes all kinds and all that you know um you know every time they dock to get a new artist on
0: you know so you're playing new stuff regularly and all that yeah yeah i would love to get on this podcast i would like to get someone who's either just come back from doing it or is about to go and do it Hmm. and who's done it before i would look i I think that'd be quite cool to get someone from that perspective because obviously we've never actually done it so we wouldn't, like, getting someone on who's got that perspective, I think it would be quite interesting.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. People uh, need
0: to let us know as well, like, if you want to hear that kind of stuff. Because, right. like, we... How we've been kind of rolling is we've basically been talking to people we think would be quite interesting to have on because it's different perspectives, like Paul Savage, um, Lily Abbott, yeah, you know, Dave Stewart, I, guys who are doing that kind of thing. So it'd be quite interesting, I think. Like Yeah. Um...
1: We, like you say We don't have that perspective So if someone could give us That perspective That'd be great That'd be awesome Alan man. Dale might have I know we've got We're supposed to be Time in with Alan At some point um, yeah. When he comes back up So I can't remember Off the top of my head If he has done that or not mm-hmm. um, So Yeah we can ask him Yeah For sure But a if big, it, I, a big time If there's anybody else mm. Anybody else um, What If you could do any show
0: Any West End sure. Or any musical That you know <laughs> I would like to do um and I don't know if there's an actual band for this. I would need to check. If there is, I would love to do Book of Mormon. Right. Cuz that music. Have you, have you ever seen it? No. It's hilarious. Right, okay. It is, it's Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah, to give you it's for anyone who doesn't know it's the Book of Mormon is written by the same people who write South Park. So <laughs> yeah. that should basically tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. Um it's hilarious. It's such a good show. Um for like conventional musicals I don't know. I think it'd be really hard. There's La- some great musicals. I Lion think. King would be a good pop. Lion King would be cool. I'd like to look at In the Heights. In the Heights, yeah. One of the I songs th- in the showcase was from In the Heights. Was it Super Latin? Uh yes. Aye. It was called a song called Breathe. Right. Um which had a it was it was very balady up until a point where it absolutely wasn't ballady anymore.
1: I nearly got last minute called to go and do Oh, that show's gone from my name. From my name, from my head. Um Oh, is there an ABBA based one? Mamma Mia, yeah. Mamma Mia. I nearly got the call to go do Mamma Mia. Oh, um, cool! Like, cool. like last minute, the drummer was being sick out of both ends. Apparently, right. oh, um, the keys cool. 2 or MD was a like girl I went to college with. And mm-hmm. It was in town. It was in Glasgow. She was like, "Can you help me out?" But it transpired that she was. They were fine in the end. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to go and do it. But that would have been lots of fun, you know. So yeah, yeah. Straight on to Spotify and listen to the cast recording.
0: And yeah, and just work it out so that
1: there's no major surprises. Mm-hmm. Um that's the great thing about Spotify now pretty much every show will be on there somewhere
0: that's it so I guess for advice for people who have never done theatre stuff before and you get the score through 90% of the time it'll be available for you to at least listen to it just so you get the idea yeah even if you're not the strongest reader because I'm not the strongest reader in uh-huh. the world um, so I like having that as like a point of reference or yeah. even what I did for Spelling Bee because that wasn't on um, at the time that wasn't on anything I could listen to I um, I found just a random like american like amateur production of it and just oh, watched well. it right. so just so i got the idea of exactly how it was supposed to go <laughs> um, and even though there was like sections that the production had changed and like maybe just simplified things a little bit more like it was more or less the same right Um which is helpful especially if you've not read in a while or you haven't read ever and you just want to follow something to watch and follow the score along to see if you can follow it that yeah stuff yeah for great.
1: sure for sure there's so much of it available now yeah um It's interesting to see Or or look at how musicals have changed over the years That have gone from like Oklahoma Or Mm -hmm. My Fair Lady To In The Heights Or to something a wee bit more rocky You know Jesus Christ Superstar I think Dave was talking about that Oh no Joseph sorry He was on the um, That that they basically didn't stop playing for the whole show That's basically Because all the dialogue is sung Mm-hmm. That's another thing that can be different per musical, the dialogue can be sung versus spoken, so yeah. depending on the show um, I would love to do West Side Story West Side Story would yeah, be great. I Yeah, I think that would be great um, I nearly got to do West Side Story at college, but because I had finished mm-hmm. um, They didn't have the budget to bring me in Yeah. So they got a student to do it um, Yeah but it was a great production the, the rcs actually to be fair to them have their musical theater department's amazing yeah the the productions i remember being in legally blonde and sitting in i think there was a break on tech day we'll talk about tech day in a minute but there was a break and i was sitting in the the auditorium and i was just like man looking at the stage like the set this is a stage production this is a college production sorry like how good is this set yeah it's great it was really easy to forget that they put they did a great version of tommy one year as well tommy yeah. would be a good show yeah i, uh, I don't think i've ever it's seen it's the who musical oh it's right cool the, all yeah. the it's like pinball wizard and that's when all that came wow from. cool because that's the story of tommy the deaf dumb and blind kid that could play the mean pinball yeah, yeah um it's dark yeah like the subject the subject matter's dark but um the music in it's all who songs so yeah, yeah that would be rad that'd be fun um how was your tech day Tech reason. day for people that don't know Is when the stage management team And the MD get together And basically block out anything that has to happen So we, Adam and I have both done a tech day I did it uh, with an MD and a keys player And you basically play for 3 bars and they stop And change how something's going to be lit yeah. Play for 6 bars stop
0: Change how something's going to be lit For around about 10 hours yeah oh it's a long day thankfully my tech day wasn't as long as that yeah Um, because again because it was a really small theater and effectively a really small production yeah like it wasn't as intense yeah Um, i think we had to get to the theater for like 10 a.m and we were done by about half five half six ish which isn't it's still long but like in between that there was lots of breaks where like the band weren't even there like we could go and well, get the cast cast were there right um, and they would obviously walk it, working out where to put like roster blocks yeah. and all that kind of thing, like, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. D- where
1: dance numbers will start and finishing.
0: Yeah, where they're entering and exiting from, and like yeah. if they're coming from behind the curtain or through the door or all that kind of thing. Yeah, you know?
1: so where the light follows them on the stage and off
0: the stage, and when yeah. to black out and when it fade up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a long ass day. There is time, like at my first musical. I remember the tech day being extremely long. Really, like because that musical the the musical where i was playing percussion like there was still a drummer but it was my lecturer who was playing kit for that musical right um and they thought to start bringing in students it was a student bass player who was funnily enough playing bass for the showcase there right um and i was playing percussion and then it was like everyone else oh i think there was two student guitarists as well and then there was md allen another that other girl allison she was also playing keys and then it was my uh Scott Kelly? You know uh Scott yeah, I know Scott. He yeah. was my lecturer, right? So he um was in the pit for that one as right. well. Um so it was a great band. Like the band was such good fun, like we all got on really, really well, and like it was just a big band, but it was like again because it was in a bigger place, like the tech day was pretty, pretty brutal. And yeah. it was like play four bars, stop. Yeah. Played was the whole stop.
1: band there for it though? The whole band was there for That's it. That's not as so bad, at yeah. least as yeah. banner.
0: Yeah, we we all had a, a good time, but then it was like as soon as the front of house people call for something to happen, like it needs to happen ASAP, yeah, you know, and yeah. same when it needs to stop,
1: yeah. It's like learning things like you shouldn't be on the stage at certain points, you know. Oh yeah. When they're Rigs bringing down
0: the lighting rig and all
1: that, you can't be there.
0: Yeah, because it's like I learned that um, when I was doing the rig rundown with Johnny Scott. Yeah. Because uh-huh. it was like they had to literally, like, like me filming was holding up the whole production. Yeah. Because I like not like they could do anything on stage yeah. until I was off it. yeah uh-huh. Um, and I, th- I kind of learned that the hard way a little bit because yeah. the stage manager came over and he was like, Are you done? Yeah. And I was like, Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though I wasn't in my right. head, but like, obviously, yeah. when someone who's in a much higher paying grade than. Uh, oh, yeah, when you're ju- when you're getting something on. Well, yeah, you know. I, exactly. <laughs> I, when I'm just there, I'm just appreciative of the experience. Yeah. And he's like trying to get a job done. Right. Like for a like sold out, like 10,000 cap or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. the hydro is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Show And he's still got a million and one things to do. Yeah. And I'm a very small part of that. Aye. And Um, just like a
1: little buzzy fly.
0: Literally, yeah. Like, he's probably like, forgot I was gone. Like, I forgot I was even there 10 minutes after I left. Um, So like, tech days, like, what's your experience of a tech day? Well, pretty much the same as yours, but it was just the MD and a keyboard player and me. Oh, okay. So there was only three of you? Yep. So, and
1: there was, I think there was cast at some parts and there wasn't cast at other parts. And things like, because it was a college production as well, the cast were like talking shit on the stage when they should have been quiet so the you know the md and uh, the director and rather not the md but the director's getting narky and it's just making the day go on and yeah so it was literally like a 10 12 hour day i think i was in first thing i actually had to dodge classes to do it um i was in from about 10 a.m to about 10 p.m Wow, yeah, was it was long day Yeah, it was a long day, 9 till 9 or something It was like a 12 hour day or something Did you get breaks to go and get like food? Yeah, yeah, stuff? yeah, it wasn't in, in the pit for the whole day But uh mm-hmm. it was a long day Yeah, it was a, it roast. Was a Yeah, it was a roast um, Worthwhile, but it's tough, man mm-hmm. It's tough That's when you really have to take yourself out of it Yeah You know, I mean, it's not actually about how you feel about it You're mm-hmm. just there to do a job you know? Yeah, basically um, yeah. And how
0: well do you do that job? you know i think as well like there's getting a lot of perspective about it because i think sometimes hmm. people uh, alan was telling me certainly like there's guys that they would sometimes get in and they've literally like they're just seeing it as like a paycheck mm-hmm. you know well, i've played with those guys man yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's, it's kind of like quite disheartening because like like i was talking about at the, at the top of the conversation like you are in each other's pockets, and I think the better you got on with everyone, the more it means that, like, no, let's actually have make a go at making this brilliant. Yeah, you know what I mean. And for someone there who's just there because they know they're getting x amount at the end of oh, it. Oh, totally. Do you know what I mean? It just yeah. it kind of kills the buzz a little bit. Yeah, you know? man. I've 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 done it with guys getting drunk. Getting drunk, go, seriously. Not getting drunk,
1: but like maybe going to the going to the pub for a pint halfway through the day and all that. You know. Yeah. The, um. Oh, I've heard mental stories about people going to sit in, and um, the show starts at half seven. And at like 7.26 the drummer is still in the pub across from the theatre ordering a pint Walk Finished the pint It's a great story and I'm not going to name names But the drummer walked into the He finished the pint He walked from the pub into the stage door Down the stairs Through to the band pit And he was in a box So Mm -hmm. opened the box And my pal says that by the time he'd taken his jacket off The boy had hit the crashes for the first number Started the first number, finished the first number, nicked out to the loo, came back and hit the crashes for the second number. What he just had it dialed, in he'd been doing the show that long that he yeah. had it. <coughs> <coughs> he knew exactly um, where to be when. Aye, where to be when. Um, wow. Yeah, all that stuff. I've heard guys busting their ass, heard Stories of guys busting their ass to get a gig, mm-hmm. and then on first rehearsal, reading the paper while they're playing. Like all sorts of mania, and you're just that's like, that's crazy. Yeah, because they think, oh, I'm in now. I've got a gig.
0: Like, well, you're not really. You that's know? like, that'd be like, if you like,
1: where else would that fly? Do you know well, what I mean? Well, that's it. It just wouldn't. And and I think it's getting better. From what I hear, things like brass players, especially, are are, are you know are are bossing the pit a wee bit more. Like, you know, they're they're making sure the band. Between them and MDs, making sure the band kind of pull their weight a wee bit because a lot yeah. of brass guys, especially trumpet players, come from brass band where it's super disciplined, they would yeah. just wouldn't get away with it. So, mm-hmm. by all accounts, it's getting much better. But yeah, there's, there was a period where it was, it was you hear some mental stories, not stories we kind of talk about here, you know.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I it's all sorts of mania. That's you know? wild. Yep, that's absolutely crazy. Um, have you so when You're playing a show, uh-huh. right? I don't know about you, but for me, like, is there ever a show where you think, like, man, that was quite bad? Not quite bad, but like, everything wasn't as tight as it maybe was the night oh, before. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. For I've, me, I've
1: played a show where a guy got progressively worse. Oh, really? One of the keyboard players got, like, at the beginning of the week, could play the, a, a certain part in a certain song. Mm-hmm. By the end of the week, couldn't. Just couldn't do it.
0: Uh, really weird. That's weird. I think for me, and every, it's, it's kind of weird. In every production I've played for, the worst show of the <coughs> run is always the second day matinee. Oh, wow. Well, okay, that's precise. It's really, do you know why though, right? This is, I've pinpointed it down because the night before you've played, like the first night, the opening night, so you've already got that pre show adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, this is the first night. We've got, we need to, like, obviously nail it. Like, mm-hmm. and then inherently because everyone's so focused everybody nails it right Right. but then you're coming in the next day after having just played in your mind like that was a great show uh-huh. well, it's more of the same but you're coming in to do the same thing again but you're coming in cold like everyone's just kind of like coming at the pit at like maybe like what five minutes to the show like you know not time to warm up whereas like maybe the day of the rehearsal you've had like a rehearsal in the day so yeah. you kind of run through things whereas you're going into the show cold straight away
1: we, uh, we were always in the pit half an hour before the show Really? yeah right. we were f- we were made to be in the pit and any notes that needed noted like the MD would be there and be like so this on this didn't work or this on this did work so can we keep you know what I mean so yeah like because horn players have got to warm the lip up and things yeah yeah um, things so like that, yeah, yeah I, I I don't I can I, I totally get your where you're coming from, and I can see the logic. Hmm. Uh, I don't recall there being a specific show, but I, I, uh, there has been shows where I, I remember being at college, right, and we used to do. It was for the musical theater department, but they called it. It was this really weird thing called "Swinging into Christmas," right? Where the big band played with the musical theater department, and they put on this Christmas show, right? Okay, but there yeah. was never really any Christmas in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, it was weird. And because it was theatre and the band were just there to help them out, they would do bonkers things. And I remember one year, the rhythm section, so drums, bass, piano, guitar, were all on one side of the stage and all the horns were on the other side of the stage. And I'm talking, like, 100 feet between us. Right. So, like, the trumpet player, the fourth trumpet, who was, like, 120 feet away, couldn't hear the ride cymbal. That's mental. And then, (laughs) so... Then they decided they were doing, they decided to do this really weird swing verse of Love on Top by Beyonce. Uh huh. But for a laugh, let's bring the bass player out the front. So the bass player had to get like, he was playing an acoustic upright bass, right? So uh-huh. he's he's now got no monitoring because he's he's in front of the stage. He's, well, it was, he was at the front of the stage, right? And they were like, he was playing the bass line. It was like a walking bass line. Mm-hmm. And they had to get like a 40 foot. Uh, XLR for the boy. Wow! And somebody chopped a bar off. No. One of the singers just cleaned a bar off. Oh. oh no! And the bass player had his back to the band. Yeah. So couldn't see. Yeah. And the MD was a student, and he looked at his um his, his score, thoughts, and yeah. he mouthed, "Oh fuck!" To oh, me, because no. he realised straight away that he hadn't put rehearsal marks on his parts. Mm-hmm. So for anybody that doesn't know. A rehearsal mark is usually a letter A, B, C, D. So he couldn't all of a sudden tell the band to jump to letter C because mm-hmm. if he had a, le- a rehearsal mark on it, he mm-hmm. knew what happened. We knew what happened. He could have just said the, to the band, like, "Go to letter D, letter C, whatever," and then we're in. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, the band were all switched on enough. Yeah, and saved this guy's guy ass and this girl's ass. And the band played it. They got we all caught the same figure at the same time and went to the next section. Mm-hmm. And saved this. Including yeah. the bass player who's saved, who's saved like, Christmas, yeah, who's like 30 feet out <laughs> in front of us with his back to his just. And this lassie burst into tears as she ran off the stage. And oh then no. the worst of it was they blamed the band. What seriously, yeah, somebody blamed the band somehow. they oh like, No, we no. just saved this lassie's ass and the MD because <laughs> he's got no, we just saved
0: Christmas. <laughs> it's like,
1: You know, I got rehearsal marks in your part, bro. Like, that's that's like arranging 101, yeah. Like, you know, you need to have that So it naturally the part got changed So we, you know, by, by the evening show We've all got a new part we've for this Oh, funny that, you know, yeah. so, he, so he can put rehearsal marks on it he was, he was dead vibey, that guy And he ended up getting his ass kicked a bit um, By the staff Because that, you know, like him, you should know to do this, man This yeah. you you're know, was, He was a master's student So he'd already done an undergrad So he'd already done four years of study And yeah. um, come over and, oh, yeah And just... Just mental,
0: yeah, you know, that's pretty grim. Like. It
1: was grim, aye. it was really bad. Um, and I remember, like, uh, we did Proud Mary that year, there's this, like, inverted commas Motown arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, and something went wrong on that because one of the singers did another thing, and like, when you're, your band is a 50 feet to 100 feet apart Trying to fix that Yeah Just because it looks pretty mm-hmm. And like they would sh- They would do really weird things Like shine weird lights On at the music So the band are like We can't read our parts Yeah if how, how do you expect us to do this? Ah yeah Or you'll just figure it out Like No Figuring it out on the stage To a paying audience Is not cool Yeah you know, that's like, not how this works. They're, they're not
0: paying for to sit and watch people no, figure it out. They're not. You know, um, unless it's like that musical where you are literally having yeah, to figure yeah, totally. it out. Yeah, totally. But then but there's no parts. They, yeah. they know what they've signed up for as yeah, yeah. you well. Know? So, yeah,
1: I've seen weird stuff like that happen, you know, where you just kind of have to get through it. Yeah. You know, you just figure
0: it out. What's the worst thing you've heard about from a technical perspective? Hmm. For me, um, I was telling someone about this earlier on today. That one of the worst ones I've heard about was. Um, it was a production of uh, Jack and the Beanstalk, which uh-huh. is, I guess a panto, but um, production of Jack and the Beanstalk, and all the actors were basically waiting for a digital uh, giant that, never, <laughs> that that never appeared, right? And it's just like, oh, oh okay, wow. because what had happened was the techie uh, for the theatre closed the program and oh, was trying to reboot no. it, but but it took so long to reboot that. It was like At the point of Like no return Oh no A, a, a girl eight, a,
1: a keyboard player Keys 2 On Legally Blonde Her main stage went down Oh And no. we just lost Keys 2 for the entire First act So like She might have been Doubling on flip parts Or something Yeah and You know that might say, Oh there's like Three keyboards Why is that a bad thing Well She might be playing Something that people Take a cue from Yeah So a cast member Might be waiting To hear something Yeah in
0: order to say a line, or you know, you don't know yeah. how their process is gone. So Pe- people really th- underestimate how like involved the music is, despite yeah. being effectively quite a small part of it, really. Yeah, like when you think about it, because there's just certain melodies that the cast are listening for, so they know to come in at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know. So right. yeah, we lost keys
1: too. Um, she came back for the second act because <laughs> um, <laughs> she, she managed she to a great get return. Well, she managed to get her Mac rebooted and and. You know, figure it out. But yeah, uh, that happened. Um, try to think of then else has happened. Anything dangerous? I mean, I, I remember to uh, one of the inputs on the DTX I was using went. Oh no! So it just became a mono kit all of a sudden instead of a stereo kit. Yeah. Um, I think the right input went a bit weird and just like went a bit dodgy. I and just like, <laughs> and like oh, mute, <laughs> you yep. know. Um, but no one. Most sound engineers would have sent that to one channel instead of two, so they wouldn't have had mm-hmm. they would have just lost like half of it, yeah. yeah. Well, no, they would have lost all of it because they would have had to mute oh, the whole the right channel, one? yeah. That's right, yeah. Until yeah. they unplugged the DI, uh huh, you know. Oh, yeah, so so that it it has to come out the mono channel, and then yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah. Um, I have had not a um, not a, a a tech blip, but I've had a trumpet player split a note. A really important note. If you've ever heard a trumpet player split a note, it just sounds like somebody farted on a trumpet. (laughs) 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 And it was absolutely brilliant. It was like an absolute screamer note, like right at the top of this lassie's range, like giving you a a hemorrhage. She's blown so hard and she split the note. She never made it. So that was quite funny. Um, The tech on the Legally Blonde gig put me in a box Mm -hmm. and then put a cross behind me and named it Drum Chapel. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) which i thought was which was pretty rad that's quite good um i like that but no i don't think there's been anything majorly disastrous apart from you know somebody cleaning a bar out you know which just
0: (coughs) (coughs) excuse me threw a whole band out i think that's it's the test of your musicianship as well because if you've got a good enough band the band will know instantly within seconds of not only what's happened but where to go to when stuff like that happens? I've heard a, st- you just a story of um, the MD
1: friend that I have. He um, he doesn't let anybody in the orchestra have vocals usually mm-hmm. in their ears mm-hmm. because he was doing a production of Les Mis in London, mm-hmm. and he they were in safety, so he's right. in vamping and safety, and the cast member went. Mm-hmm she moved on but he hadn't moved the orchestra on right half the orchestra went <gasps> and half of them didn't no and no. they couldn't recover it
0: because oh, they no. had they had vocals they had the in, vocals in so
1: he was like banned everybody from vocals he's like did i cue you did i cue you mm-hmm. I'm Like, no boss it's like, so why did you move mm-hmm. i did not cue you i did not cue her mm-hmm are you the director or am I the director? You know, like, really oh, yeah. like
0: Because they need to as well. They yeah, need, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, he banned all vocals from... I was allowed a little bit. Um, mm. but it, When I played it, you could hear them anyway. Yeah. It wasn't so bad. But, yeah, he um he banned all vocals because of that. Yeah. Um, Because people would take it upon themselves to move rather than let him be the guy to yeah. move them. Mm-hmm. That's why he's there. Yeah. And I nearly got caught out because the same thing on the show because he had a cue then uh, you can't see what i'm doing but he had Mm -hmm. to cue the stage and then cue me in like an eighth note yeah and i nearly went early just read the cue wrong yeah but like
0: yeah it's it's a really hard and that's again if you've never done pit work before Mm -hmm. that's the thing those are the little corners you need to watch out for because it's so easy done because
1: the, the other thing you know a bar of safety might be like the two bars of safety might end up being a bar and a half yeah you might play three and a half bars and then move you yeah. just have to jump when he tells you yep you know and it, so it might not be all of a sudden it's a bar of seven because you've had to move yep it's know?
0: literally one of the only um outlets of music where someone literally tells when when someone literally tells you to jump you say how high yep, pretty much you know because you just need to follow them because you they've got so much else that they need to th- consider like a drum part to us they're thinking about the whole show Yep All at the same time yep. And having to queue six or seven different people Perhaps at different times And yep. make sure everybody's all in sync with each other And could play their own parts as well Yeah if they're playing Some you of know. them don't play
1: Yeah um, I've I've done shows where the MD does play And I've done shows where the MD doesn't Yeah um,
0: The shows when the MD doesn't Are better for me Oh really yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 I've only ever experienced shows where the mds also playing right so i've I've yet to experience one where the md's separate a yeah. separate entity yeah you know um and he was stood right in
1: front of me as well so I had oh immediate had- access to what was going on you mm-hmm. know so it was a little easier he also had the extra pressure as well oh of, no, um, no right there all good yeah you all know good. all good but uh, there's things like what people don't think about is things like where to set your music up hmm so naturally because of the way a drum set a drum kit is set up mm-hmm. you have toms in front of you yeah if you MD is in front of you like mm-hmm. if you're looking forward and the MD is there but your music is to the left mm-hmm. you're now not looking at the md mm-hmm. so you can't see what's going on so you have to constantly move your head back and yep. forward mm-hmm. so it's even things like do you bring the score in front of you so that all you have to do is look, raise your eyes mm-hmm. and then how do you set your drums up if it's like if the the six-piece kit is needed mm-hmm. for the show it's like yeah, where yeah. do you put it mental yeah.
0: It is one of those things um, you can't really be precious about your gear especially in how it's set up no. because you could set up your kit and in rehearsal it might be great because you're in a wide open space and then the next thing you go into a theatre where the band pit is the size of a footage stamp yep. and you still need that six piece kit mm-hmm. For you know. sure A lot of the remote stuff's
1: not so bad because it's a TV and you can kind of position the TV above the stand and all that but yeah. if the MD's literally standing in front of you it's yeah, it's like excuse me can you just move it the way till i put this china something here <coughs> it's like, yeah no. it's like no you yeah. can't um yeah. yeah work it out uh, yeah. i think it's something everybody should
0: try oh big time even like, if it's armdram it's good fun it is actually really good fun when you get into it yeah i think for a lot of people i think it's just sometimes it can be just the endurance of it yeah yeah maybe because like you're playing like the same show sometimes twice in a day you know, yeah. Sometimes sure. three times because they have a Mormon show. Sometime, yeah, yeah. A, a Mormon show a mor- a morning. A, big, a big show. of mornings um, So like you could have morning, afternoon. Yeah, yeah. performance. It can be roast than I. And it can be, a, and you're in like a very more often than not a small space. Sometimes by yourself if you've got a separate. Yeah, if the drums are remote. Yeah, if the drums are remote. You know, so. Um,
1: if it's a panel and there's three kids, like three kids shows per day it can be. Yeah, yeah. For like
0: a full week. Yeah it's a lot of work oh yeah a lot 10. of playing i mean i don't i I really like, the guys who do it all the time like dave stewart like i really and alan dale like i don't envy those guys at all because no. they've, they've they've got that they've got those seats for a reason
1: yeah for sure man um, you, 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 there was um i know rhythm magazine for a while did a whole um a whole series on different pit players and stuff you know mm-hmm. um guys that were doing like um we will rock you or wicked or school of rock or shrek you know a whole bunch of different stuff you know those guys are all amazing amazing players Yeah, very very talented people
0: and it's again I know we keep trending on it but the gear you use on these shows sometimes isn't really the gear of your choice No, but that's they're not hiring you for that they're hiring you to play yeah like they don't care what you play that's it as long as it sounds good exactly it works for them what works for them won't always work for you. That's it,
1: yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I remember seeing Alan's kit for the bodyguard. It
0: was three up, one down, which I thought was really weird, but that's how it was written. That's how it was written, exactly. Yeah. Um, like, when I was telling people I was doing a showcase and it was on a Roland electronic kit, like, loads of people were like, oh man, I don't think I could do that. And it's like, really? Like, just play it. Just play it. Like, yeah, it's what, it's like, in my experience, in my, for me it was like five days of my life when I'm yeah. playing an electronic kit yeah. and you know what it was actually a lot of fun yeah because I know that even though I, I had to rein it in a little bit because it's not the same as an acoustic kit I know that like everything's going to sound balanced yeah you know and that's all they care about is that everything sounds balanced yeah and that's fine because yeah. that's what I'm paid I'm, I'm paid to play the drums yeah that's, pretty much. that's basically it I don't I'm not paid to kind of ask questions about it and no. and demand my, my Madonna moment of no I must <laughs> have my I must have my actual acoustic kit in here yeah. and tune to my spec yeah. and that's I'm not shifting because no. who wants to work with people like that? Not you know many I mean? people exactly not and not many that's people. why I think that pit life is what we'll call I guess uh, I'll call uh, it um, pit life is a is an odd world but I think it's when you dip your toe in the water every so often it's quite fun aye for sure it's a good place to end it yeah man um, bring us home bring us home so of course uh, you can find uh, us on drummersonly.co.uk. Uh, we are located in Glasgow and Leeds, uh, Glasgow Shop, Unit 4, Weirdale Lane, Queensley Park, uh, G33, 4 jj Jai, Jai. <coughs> uh, Leeds, uh, Unit 1, Springwell Point, Springwell Road, Leeds, uh, LS 12 1AF. Uh, maybe you want to pick up some percussion little accessories uh, for your upcoming musical production? <laughs> or you need a new kit and maybe you want to go down the electronic route? Uh, it's all available 24 7 on drummersonly.co.uk. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, TikTok, even though we barely use it, Snapchat, even though we don't have one, um, <laughs> at Only, uh, UK. And uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Yes. Share it with a friend or a friend. If uh, you're
1: listening, um, bef- this will come out Monday. Uh, no, this is Monday
0: i'm going to put this out early okay right because we've got a rolling hybrid event on wednesday we do have a rolling hybrid event on wednesday and that's wednesday the 5th of february 2020 and um, come along if you've always wondered what the whole deal with hybrid drumming is and how to get started and how it kind of work for you and apply for you it's a great kind of starter here's what you need mm-hmm. at the very basics to get started um, and how it can apply for you event so it's free um, it's at drummers only glasgow um, 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock um, and just get all your hybrid questions answered it's a very hands on event as well um, myself and chris will have our kits set up and how we incorporate hybrid and we encourage you to get hands on with them as well mm-hmm. um, see how it works see how it can kind of make a difference to your play yep cool um, I think that's us yep, yep. Is. have a good one guys thanks
1: very much bye, bye. bye.